Good morning, everyone, and happy Tuesday. Happy Valentine's Day. So if you're a marketer, obviously you know that the day after Super Bowl Sunday is the day that is the A, the most called out of the entire year, and B, email marketing rates are in the toilet. So obviously I was not going to put the podcast and newsletter out on Monday the 13th, barring that I am sick. My daughter is sick for the first time in 14 and a half months of her life, and it's horrible to see, and I know that may rub people the wrong way, that yes, this was the first time she was sick, and I owe a lot of that to breast milk, honestly. Um, I'm a firm believer in that, but it has been a really, really rough past three days. Obviously, I got sick from her. You can hear it in my voice, but the show must go on, just like life must go on, right? Moms aren't allowed to get sick, so... Anyway, here I am. Today we're talking about the fact that maternity leave is not a vacation. (laughs) It makes me laugh so much when people even jokingly refer to maternity leave as a vacation. Like, oh, I wish I was on maternity leave. Oh, I wish I was so lucky. And usually I've heard men make this comment. Um, My husband used to joke around about it all the time before I went on leave even sometimes while I was on leave, even though then he realized that it really wasn't a vacation being fully present 24-7 to see what I was going through. But it's funny how people refer to it as such, especially when the United States has such piss poor rights around paid parental leave and what is applicable which should be kind of a blanket benefit. Not kind of, it should be a blanket benefit for all women that give birth, right? Like for that bonding and how about, you know, for ourselves and healing. Don't even get me started. Actually, obviously get me started because that's what today's topic is about. So obviously this is more of a trigger warning for people that don't want to hear kind of the naked truth about this stuff. But anyway, I, I really did laugh at people that arbitrarily mentioned maternity leave as a vacation um, because it never seemed like a vacation to me. My brother was three when I was born. Um, I was three when my brother was born. Excuse me. That's congestion head talking. I was seven when my sister was born. My mother was not working at the time. so I And I was young, so I had really like no idea what maternity leave was like, right? But to me, outwardly, as I got older, it just seemed like an overwhelming amount of work. It it seemed like this amazing time <clears throat> that you had with your child, your children, if this was, you know, your second, third, fourth, etc. But you were working your tail off 24-7 to care for this human, but you were also expected to kind of just like carry on with normal life, you know, like taking care of the house taking care of the bills, any like administrative stuff that you do on the day to day. So of course, working wasn't really, you know, top of mind. So for me, once I became pregnant, I really, you know, it was so far, nine months seems so far in the beginning when you take your pregnancy test and it just doesn't seem like it's around the corner. Like you have like a whole lifetime in between when that new phase is going to start. But once I kind of started getting into my pregnancy while working I started realizing how taxing this was going to be. And towards the end, like third trimester, oh my God, I was like, I was riddled with the fact that I was going to be working while taking care of a child. And I was like, how do people do this? How do women do this? I, 
I truly had no idea how it was going to be done. That's what I felt in that moment. So when you think about it, like, and I'll talk about my hospital experience. Mine was very easy. My my birth, honestly, it was a pre-planned C-section. I had gestational diabetes. My daughter was a peanut. So my doctor obviously made some mistakes and we'll leave it at that. Um, I barely gained any weight in my pregnancy, but, um, they were forcing me to have a C-section. She was breech. So obviously I, I was going to do that. Um, so I had, it was a routine morning. I came in spinal tap, put me under, cut me open, took Mia out. And that was that from there I was hooked up to a catheter. I was put into recovery. I was put on IV of morphine and I was kind of just doing a happy dance that, A, I wasn't pregnant anymore because my last trimester was very rough on me. And B, I ha- obviously, I had my baby. So I'm kind of in this dream hospital land where the nurses are taking care of me and I'm on feel-good drugs and Mike is there, my husband. And day two is when it really started to hit me that the gas pain in my body was horrible Like I told people, and I'll tell you all, I don't care because I'm being truthful. I felt like I had to fart out of my shoulder. Like they pump you with so much air during the C-section that you're, I was like an inflated balloon. It it was horrible. So when my milk comes in, my breasts start leaking. I'm listening to Mia cry. I can't get up to change a diaper because I'm still hooked up to the catheter. Like this was not a vacation. Meanwhile, I'm on the phone with the insurance company trying to let them know of my daughter's birth so my short-term disability could kick in. So folks, this was not a vacation. And after five days that we were in the hospital because our daughter was so tiny and she lost nine ounces in the hospital, which is normal to lose some weight um, after birth, she wouldn't pass her car seat test. She fell below. She fell in like a preemie category. It was a scary time for me. So finally, she passed the test on the fifth day right before insurance was going to kick us out. And my short-term disability, my maternity leave started. So I had a total of 14 weeks off from work, six short-term disability, eight paid parental leave by my company. And which I thought at the time, and maybe this was naive of me, that everyone gets something like that. And no, not everyone gets something like that. I work for an extremely reputable company that treated their mothers right. And 14 weeks off didn't seem like a ton of time to me at the time, just because life was overwhelming in general. But I mean, some women get, reading that some women only get two weeks off is completely mind boggling and baffling. Like I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. I really can't. But um, anyway, in the beginning, I mean, like the first few weeks, I mean, the first month my husband and I slept downstairs, I did not go into my bedroom for anything. I used our downstairs bathroom. I had to walk up a flight of stairs to shower in our bathroom. And like one time I remember dropping the soap and that was it. The shower was over. (laughs) Like (laughs) I could not bend down. I, I couldn't move my body. I felt like a shell of myself. Like here I was with this massive stomach, this huge scar, I couldn't bend down. I couldn't do normal things. I couldn't vacuum. I couldn't load the dishwasher. Like I I literally could not do things. And it was so draining from like, I don't want to say from an ego perspective, but I guess from like knowing who you are and what you're capable of. So like clearly this was not a vacation. 
I was on round-the-clock rotation of ibuprofen and acetaminophen. My cousin's an, an NP. I was texting her like crazy, afraid I was going to overdose on Tylenol because I needed it so much. Oh my God, it was the worst. Throw Colace in there. You know, I got heavy-duty medication to take home with me that thankfully I never had to take. Every three hours I was strapped to my pump trying to build my supply because I was exclusively pumping. My daughter wouldn't latch. So there was that. I was miserable. I would fall asleep. My alarm would go off. I was living by alarms 24-7, pretty much for eight months, honestly. But in the beginning, it was just like I was smacked with reality in such a way that I couldn't even comprehend. So nope, not a vacation. And then Mia decided to cluster feed. So I would be pumping. We would feed her. And then five minutes later, she would scream and cry as if she had been fed at all. And, you know, Mike and I were new to this. We, you know, I read stuff and we read books and articles and things like that. But like all of, all of the things you read doesn't equate to any of the practical experience you get when you're thrown into the situation. So he and I are like, what the hell? Like, is she, you know, is my milk not caloric enough for her? You know, you have all these things run through your head. I'm throwing things in the sanitizer constantly because in the early days, you don't want your parts to get all, you know, milk and crap on them and you want her nipples for a bottle sanitized and she never used a banky, but, you know, throwing little teething toys in there. Ugh. So not a vacation. <clears throat> there was widespread COVID. I forget what you would even call the strand, ABC, Gamma Alpha, whatever the hell it was. Um, but Mia was so tiny for her age. We were in the thick of winter. It was December, January at this point. Our pediatrician advised us to keep her away from everyone until she was bigger and stronger. We couldn't take the risk of, you know, not even forget taking her out of the house. I mean, they were saying like even family come visit with masks for a while, like don't do it because it was just everyone was getting sick. And this was around Christmas. I had postpartum depression. I was on medication for that. It was not easy. And that's something I could talk about it the other day, but like my heart ached for my, all I wanted was my mother. All, all to just have a hug from my mother would have made a world of difference. But here I am, you know, pumping at three in the morning, Mia crying, Mike going back to work, even though we worked from home, like him working in his office seemed like miles away from what we were. I wasn't sleeping normally. You just don't, you are not yourself. You are not yourself. And this is not a break. This is a break from answering corporate emails and putting campaigns together. I mean, for me personally, because I'm in marketing, but I did not feel like I was on a vacation. Time was, actually felt like it was slipping away from me. Um, you know, you hear the cliche, sleep when the baby sleeps, it'll be okay. Yeah, like, okay, sleep when the baby sleeps. Like, I'll keep, you know, the sink full of dishes there. My house will be a mess. Um, it's more like I'm going to pump when the baby sleeps so then I can spend actual quality time with her when she's awake. I'll throw in a load of laundry. Oh, maybe I'll brush my teeth. Ooh, what a treat. But this is, this is what life is like in the beginning. Like brushing your teeth feels like a treat. I ask permission to take a shower. How asinine. But like, this is the reality. Like it's tough to do anything luxurious for yourself. It wasn't until my one, <laughs> one postpartum six week appointment that my wound was finally healing that I got cleared to work out. You know, you get cleared for everything else, right? If you're okay. But 
I was just like, being able to get on the treadmill was the first like sign of my old life that I had prior to giving birth. It kind of made me feel like the old stuff in a little bit to a slight degree, I would say. But I, I still felt like a shell of a person. I became like a dairy farm, honestly, literally. I pumped, oh my God, you guys don't even know. In the eight months that I pumped, it, it equated to about 497 hours and over 10,000 ounces. It was a full-time job. And there will be an episode about breastfeeding. So don't you worry. But um, it, it's hard to break away from your old life. And I would say that that's one of the hardest things to go through during maternity leave as well is you are taking your old self. For me, I knew who I was for 31 years, right? And by the time I reached my late 20s, it was like that self-actualization happened where like I knew me, I knew my personality, my personal brand, who I was, what I stood for. I loved who I was. And now at 31, I give birth and that it didn't change, but it all changed at the same time. And it was a change for the better becoming a mother. But in the beginning stages, it is very hard to wrap your head around. I knew I couldn't just leave the house anymore at a moment's notice and grab coffee with my friends or do off the cuff plans or be spontaneous. Like it just wasn't happening anymore. Like I remember crying thinking Mike and I can't just like pick up and go to the city if we wanted to and take the train on a random day. And did we ever do that? No, like we never did. But it was just like the realization that care. I was not the carefree woman anymore that I once was with that level of freedom slapped me in the face. I was like happily confused. Um, being a mother, it was just, it was just tough. But in those 14 weeks, you know, they came and went, they went really quickly. I went back to work. I think it was March 2nd. I can't even remember now. And I had given myself an oomph where I was looking forward to getting back and like getting into a new routine. But finally, after I felt like I mastered the maternity leave routine, I had to change all over again. Um, but it was good. It was good to get back in the groove of working and, you know, get a little piece of myself back. But that all being said, many studies show that women are not fully themselves again. And I mean, like, forget physically, because physically, you're never really yourself again. Um, but emotionally, mentally, after two years postpartum, so talking to me right now, I'm not even myself, if you want to take a look statistically, <laughs> but it, it takes two years to go back to like an individual's perceived normal. And that's just based on hormonal fluctuation and everything going on in the body. So how can you rightfully say that maternity leave is a vacation? Honestly, mothers work their asses off. And I'm not saying that fathers don't, but the thing that's different for us is that you're either having, well, I'll keep it PG. You're pushing a baby out or you're being cut open and the baby's being taken out of you. That's either a major physical change or a major surgery. And people always ask, how's the baby? How's the baby? How's the baby? As they should. But people always forget to ask, how's the mother? How's mama doing? Because we are bringing new life into this world. Our world is being turned upside down completely. And then we are wrought with like this physical and emotional pain and experience that, I mean, for your first child, like I've never experienced anything like that in my entire life before. 
both physically and emotionally. And it's also not fair once we as women, as mothers, settle back into the working world. Of course, if we're good at our jobs and we work our asses off, you're going to petition for a raise in promotion when it is warranted, not right away, but if you have credibility at the company and you're bringing XYZ to the bottom line and you could show ROI and in whatever position you hold, there should be no penalization for that. Just because I had taken time off to um, heal my C-section wound, raise my daughter and keep her fed, clothed, clean, happy, give her a stable home to live in, that to me would be more of an asset. But in a lot of people's eyes, it looks like a career break, a little gap, and it can be multiple gaps over the course of a woman's 20s, 30s, 40s, I mean, whenever you have children. So I'll leave you with this. Mothers are ethereal creatures. We create life, we birth life, and somehow after birthing, we can revert back to a version of our lives that predates the child while raising the child too. And I think that's remarkable. And if anyone ever says that maternity leave is not a vacation, is a vacation, again, excuse me, I will show them the scar as the souvenir I have to prove that it is not.